Another one of the most unexpected fruits of mindfulness practice, or what might also be referred to as benefits of mindfulness practice, is something that I have wanted to speak about for a while, but I also have had a sense that it is going to, and it's not a belief, I don't necessarily think this, but there has been this intuitive feeling that it may be a little bit challenging to express this particular fruit or fruits of the practice, to be able to express it in words or in human language. So I'm going to try my best and 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 very much being transparent that I right now am feeling incredibly vulnerable because I'm not sure. I don't believe that I can't express this adequately, but I also don't believe that I can. And so this is going to be an interesting journey uh, for me to uh, to see how this unfolds. And, and most importantly, uh, the hesitancy to share it is not so much about being afraid or feeling uh, inadequate to share it. It is that I really deeply value anyone's time and everyone's time who listens uh, to what I share, these notes from the journey, and to everyone all around the world that shares these. And uh, I hear from people fairly regularly about uh, how it touches them in some way or impacts their life in some way. And, I, and I'm always incredibly grateful to know that uh, this is actually something that's making a difference. I certainly value everyone's time and energy that, uh, and I, and I recognize that there, you know, if someone is listening to this or these, that uh, any of these I've recorded in the past, that this is an investment of time and energy. And I deeply, deeply honor that. So as much as I can say that I am not prepared because there really was no way for me to be prepared uh, I want to be able to use this time, uh, other people's time who are listening in the best way that I possibly can. So what I want to say is that when I started out practicing mindfulness, and I'm sure I've said this many times over the years uh, on as I've shared these, that it was really motivated by a desire to feel better. There was uh, a lot of things that I was struggling with around chronic depression. Uh, I don't even want to necessarily go into all that because on some level, it's just a story and I can get really caught up in believing that I was someone who was chronically depressed. And I, and I clearly was from a medical standpoint, but as far as my, any beliefs that I have or had, about how that was limiting my life in any way. A lot of that word was, you know, was and were just thoughts. So if I rewind back to that time and remember as much as I can without trying to remember what I was really, uh, what I was really doing when I was, uh, you know, beginning and in the early years and the early stages of practicing mindfulness. There was a focus, of course, on just paying attention to my thoughts. To I didn't even realize as I began to practice that there would be this beautiful gift, one of, the, one of these fruits of the practice, which is not necessarily what I'm speaking about today, but it is certainly related to it. And that is that there is a certain freedom 
I can't express what that feels like for anyone else. I've certainly heard many people over the years share with me what it feels like for them to experience this freedom from believing everything that they are thinking about what they're feeling emotionally and in their body and uh, even in their mind for that matter. So it this is really more about what actually what it is that I am experiencing uh, 30 years into this practice and this isn't meant to this could be something that someone could experience a year into the practice it could be a month into the practice it could even be a week or a day into the practice as when I look back without analyzing it I certainly see glimpses of this particular freedom and at the same time, I recognize that being free from certain things also, at least for me, has also involved uh, feeling uh, feeling very scared and afraid and not really sure what to do with that newfound freedom. It's almost like in a way there's these are like gifts that get given. And it isn't about what my worthy worthiness uh, or anyone else's worthy worthiness as a recipient. It is just that this gift of freedom, at least for me, has shown itself to be what it is like to be a human being without being caught up in believing that I am anyone doing anything. And it's in for many years, this was really daunting for me. It was really scary for me to touch upon just actually being without trying to be who I thought that I was or who I might think that I am, but to just simply be. And there was no handbook for that. I don't know if there is a handbook for that specifically. Now, I do find that there is certainly many wisdom, you know, uh, writings and texts from many, uh, if not all, of the wisdom traditions of all peoples uh, on the on this particular planet, that there are certainly things that I have learned as a result of, I've heard this freedom, and at least to me, it, it appears to me that it is what teachers and sages and gurus have been speaking about for for uh, you know millennia for longer than that I don't even know, but I do know this, and it's not a rational knowing; it's just an intuitive knowing that whatever whatever what happens when I continue to choose, and it's even really on some level, it, it begins to be habitual, and there is no actual. <clears throat> it's choiceless, so to speak, as one of my teachers used to refer to this, that I can get to a place where it is, it's simply the choice gets made without me trying to force myself to do it, to just simply pay attention to these thoughts, to pay attention to my mind. And at some point, once I recognize that it's just me thinking again, it's just me believing again, <clears throat> there is this letting go of all of this need to quote unquote feed the monster to continue to add fuel to the fire 
of my mind actually engaging in these thoughts about who I am or what I'm doing or about what other people are doing to me uh, or what I'm doing to other people and, you know, what, what, what I think people mean when they look at me a certain way or say a certain thing or behave in a certain way. It gets very, very complicated. And as someone <clears throat> who was very mired in this and felt very trapped by this confusion that I lived in, the confusion I find sometimes still occurs. But I know that if I am not trying to fight my way out of being confused, if I'm not trying to find an answer when maybe there really isn't one, and I'm not saying that there is or isn't, I'm just open to the possibility that there might not be. None of this, this freedom that I'm speaking of, uh, and there again, it is there, you know, to me, there was no single handbook for this. There was no... Uh, one particular teacher that was able to point the way and say, this is the way forward. If there is this newfound freedom from uh, excessive overthinking, from emotional reactivity, to just simply be at peace and just to be whoever I am, however I am in any given moment. And the practice really brought this about. There was this constant re-experiencing. And, and after a while, this was something that just wasn't like a flash of a moment. It would, it would occur, but there would be longer periods of time that I would find myself in this relative freedom from really trying to be who I thought I was, uh, doing what I thought I needed to do. Now, clearly, I, I was never... I was never, and I am never advocating passivity or not, you know, not, you know, not doing anything at all that I found that if that's been another surprise, and I'm sure I've spoken about this before, that there is this sense of once I have practiced paying attention to my mind and not believing everything that is occurring in there, so to speak, that I can actually feel and sense and experience this being while I am doing and in many cases, I've experienced this freedom from just doing whatever it is that I thought I needed to do. And the, the operative word there is, you know, what I thought I needed to do as related to who I thought I was and what I thought that I needed to accomplish. I could simply do what it made the most sense to do, not rationally, but just basically from an intuitive feel. Life started to there started to be this uh, coming into contact with this flow of life that was always there. It's just I really couldn't recognize it. I couldn't see it because I was too busy living in my mind and not recognizing that there was a different way to live. And it is very simple in a lot of ways, but it is also not easy to practice actually paying attention to what's going on between my ears, so to speak. Uh, many times it is painful. Many times it is difficult. Many times I don't like what, what is going on there, but I can't stop it from happening. All I've really ever been able to do has been to not to make a conscious choice. And then at some point that also becomes choiceless because it becomes the whole idea of this being a practice. <clears throat> of paying attention to my mind and simply noticing that I am thinking and, and seeing what it is that I'm thinking and the contents of those thoughts 
without analyzing them, without judging them in any way, that this space gets created and that if I can find myself and I'm not searching for freedom, this is not in any way, uh, you know, any sort of self-improvement program or having touched upon a certain kind of freedom and then doing something to try to bring that state, you know, to bring myself back into that state. It really has never been about that. There were times in early on that I thought it was about that, but then I'm just a person chasing a certain state of being or a certain emotional state. And even what I have thought <clears throat> for much of my life, what freedom actually was, I am finding that if there is a freedom that I'm experiencing, it is very unlike the freedom that I thought that I was looking for in my life, the freedom from pain, the freedom from challenges, the freedom from emotional struggles. What I now, if I've experienced anything at all, it has been that sometimes those things happen but they don't define me. And this isn't a belief. I'm not trying to uh, convince or advocate to anyone else that this is the way they, that it is or could be for them. But ultimately, that's really what ended up happening was, is that as this began to unfold, this way of being, without me trying to be any certain way other than who I actually was and am in any given moment. And there's no way for me to define that. And once I recognized that I no longer had to hold on to these thoughts about maintaining this static or solidified identity of this is who I am, this is how I react to this, this is how I react to this, I want this, I don't want this. There's all of these things that I can get really wrapped up in feeding this, the monster of this identity. And it's not that it is a monster in a real literal sense, but it is more along the lines of it. The weight of that after a while begins to be very difficult because I can't really be here in these moments with other people, however they are, however I am with whatever the situation is with however life is flowing. If I am busy feeding that monster of my identity. If I'm so busy being me, uh, if I am, it's only being who I think that I am. Because who, if there is something else out there in terms of what this experience of life is for me and has been for me, I don't know. I can't speak in concrete terms about what it is. But I do know this, that it only, if there is any freedom or any space and any relief from all of the struggles in being someone or not being a certain person and you know not being a certain way it is that it is just part of the flow of life and that if i'm not afraid to recognize that if i'm going to flow with life then the only way for me to do that has been to practice mindfulness. I'm not saying that this specific practice is the only way because I know there are clearly many meditative practices out there and I know there's different healing modalities. So I'm by no means saying that this is the only way. It's just been the, uh, the way that I have found on my particular journey. And I can get to a place where if I can recognize that Life is really what's happening when I'm busy thinking thoughts about what's happening. If I'm so caught up in, in analyzing what's happened or what is happening, 
if I am trying to engineer a certain outcome, if I am really caught up in my own desires and what it is that I want and the way that I want it, it's beautiful because I, and it, it also it's on some, on some level is amazing to me that as a human being, I have had the experience of being able to, without realizing it, create almost what I'd refer to as an alternate universe, almost just a completely different existence than what is actually existing in a given moment. And I think that in a lot of ways it is, uh, and I say I think, but I sense that that there is there's no other way for this to have unfolded than the way that it did. If someone would have explained to me all of the benefits of this practice, all the ways in which I was going to change, and that's both subtly on a, you know on a, at a very deep level, uh, as well as things that I can clearly see in my life, the the changes that have occurred have, have occurred about the ways that I react and respond to things. Now that's not to say that I don't still sometimes engage in and indulge in the old patterns that have uh, that I felt like define me for most of my life. Absolutely, I still do. I can even look back earlier this week to. Uh, a very extreme internal emotional reaction that I had to someone's outburst of anger. And there was this sense of being embarrassed, being in public with someone, having a complete emotional meltdown and all of the things that I thought that that meant about me. And it was only after being able to very quickly come back to this knowing that this is how life was unfolding, whether I wanted to be in this situation or not. Whatever I had chosen to do in the past, whatever choices I have made, this is where I was in that moment. And there was no changing that unless there was something that needed to be changed. And I can only do so much with that. I really can't have a guarantee that I can change anything. I can do only what I can do as a limited human being. But in this particular case, there was this very quick almost, I don't, I don't want to say instantaneous, but it really felt like that. There was this recognition that I was starting to go down this path of reacting to this uh, experience that I had, uh, that I was found that in this place that I found myself in feeling, uh, you know, these very strong feelings based on someone else's behavior. And there was a lot of thinking around it. But to be able to suddenly just have a very sudden recognition that, you know, this is happening. It's not up to me to stop it from happening. This is a choice that someone else is making. But all I can do is be open to being however I am. I could say that I could recognize that it's up to me to choose how I'm going to be and how I'm going to respond. And that is true on a certain level. But what I'm speaking of is that freedom that I have been speaking about all along, uh, you know, that I, since I've been sharing this, that I did not have to be trapped in that with them. I could love them unconditionally. I could be there for them. And it's on, and I will freely admit that for, you know, for a few moments after it happened, there was these feelings of anger and there were unloving thoughts. There were uh, thoughts of being, and I, and I'm now, if I try to struggle for the word, the more I try to remember what I'm wanting to say, but it was, it was just this reactivity. Uh, You know, it's almost like this righteous indignation, like, how dare you embarrass me? 
and by acting this way in front of other people, you know, there, and it's very normal and human to find myself in a place like that, but to suddenly experience that freedom that I could never find, or I don't think that I could even obtain it. And I said, I recognize that I said, I think, but it's just, it's, that's an intuitive knowing that I don't know that I could ever go find that or achieve it. It just simply, the freedom has been there all along. I just didn't recognize it. And this practice, if it is, it is done anything at all, it has allowed me to actually allow myself to be freed from believing everything that I'm thinking and from being who it is that I think I am and who I think other people are and all that goes along with that, all the notions of who I think I should be, who I think they should be, how I think they should act, how I should act. There is a freedom that's been there all along. I can't create that freedom. It's already there. And there again, that's not a belief. It's just that I have found myself in that freedom enough times to recognize that it's not quote unquote human, you know, it's not human engineered. I can't, I can't create it. Maybe other people can, but I, I have never been able to do that, nor am I even trying to do that. But the only thing that I can do as a limited human being is just continue to practice being aware of what goes on in this mind, in this brain that does what it does because I am human and because of the, the way that, that we're quote unquote wired. And I can only speak from my own experience, but I will, I will say this, the free, this freedom from needing to be anyone at all doing anything at all is one of the biggest surprises, if not the biggest surprise that has occurred in my life journey through that has been something that I have contacted as a result of practicing something that is very simple on a certain level, but it is also on another level, it is very difficult and sometimes it is painful. But for me, it is, if I have endured any pain, if it has been difficult, if it has been challenging to be here in this moment and be however I find myself thinking whatever I'm thinking, reacting and being in any way at all, it has been worthwhile because of one thing that I have been able to experience this freedom. And I, and, and I do want to say again that this is, I'm not saying this is the only word for this. I, I get a sense that there are many ways this could be expressed. But for me, this is the closest that I can come to describing it in human language. I don't ever want to try to seek that freedom. I don't want to ever try to choose that freedom over anything else that I'm experiencing. Because if I'm experiencing something, then I'm experiencing it. And it's the only way for me to cope with it is to come back to my center, to come back home, so to speak. And to the only way that I can do that is to return back to that, that, that awareness of what is going on in my mind. And without trying to stop it, without trying to change it, to simply be here with it. And to I've heard uh, a teacher before re, uh, refer to this as befriending our mind or making friends with our minds. That's really what it has felt like in a, to a great degree. And the only way I've ever been able to experience anything in terms of, of, of this freedom from being mired in, in, in this particular uh, uh, pain that I can cause myself has been to pay attention to what's going on 
in this mind, in this brain of mine.